For more resources, visit rym.org. The Local Youth Worker is a daily podcast that's centered on five questions each week. Ranging from the practical to the professional, we're looking for answers to the questions you're asking. Whether you're in full-time, part-time, or even volunteer youth ministry, this podcast is for you. Hey everybody, we're back with Devin Kahn. Devin, it's been fun getting to talk with you all this week and really enjoyed uh, just all the answers you've given. Uh, if anybody's missed those, I encourage you to go back. Just a lot of good biblical and practical advice uh, on questions teenagers are going to be wrestling with. And um, today, uh, this question um, is, how do I read my Bible? Uh how do I grow as a Christian? How, how, how can I spend time with God? And I mean, that can even get into just kind of the busyness of our culture and typically knowing students, um, you know, yes, they, they do lack a desire at time to be in the Word, but there are those students who, who have a desire to be in the Word, but they just feel like they cannot fit, fit it in their schedule. Um, but just kind of the broader question of how do I read my Bible? Um, uh, how, how do you begin there, uh, Devin? What, what do you say as they approach you? Yeah, I get this one a lot. Um, even on, we, we talked about yesterday, church trips, um, you know, what do you want to work on? Or if you're in a small group setting on a Sunday night or a Wednesday night, you know, what's something you want to grow in spiritually or you're on a one-on-one? The almost cliche answer at this point is, well, I need to read my Bible more. Um, you just hear it all the time as like, this is the one and only thing that I need to work on in my life. And if I get good at this, then I'll be okay as a Christian. So I would say the first thing we need to remind students uh, is to be careful that reading our Bible doesn't become an assignment that proves that I'm good enough. Uh, It's not going to be something, if I get good at reading my Bible, then I will be all of a sudden worthy of God's love and good enough for him. Uh, We will never be good enough. That is our current and forever fallen condition. Um, And so it's easy for a student to think, probably, if I get good at reading my Bible, then I will be a good Christian. Then I will be a person who is worthy of God's approval and love and all those things. And so I would start with just uh, emphasizing the fact that, you know, the reason why we we talk about reading our Bible so much and how we say all the time that it's so important is not so that you can do that assignment and get good with God. Um, but you read your Bible so that you get God is that, you know, we want God and the one, one of the ways he has given to us to access him, to get with him is through his word. There are other things like prayer, uh, the fellowship of the saints' church, there's communion. There are other means of grace that we've talked about, but one way, which we'll talk about today, uh, is the Word. And so I would start with um, this is the reason why reading our Bible is so important is to get God, that relationship. Uh, It is not to check a box. It's not to prove to anyone, our youth pastor, uh, or our God, that we are good enough uh, to 
because we read our Bible. Mm. Yeah, I, th- I think that's a, g- a good place to, to begin because, like you said, I mean, reading the Word of God is vitally important uh, for the Christian. Uh, but, uh, you know, to be sure our students aren't hearing a mixed message or, or confusing that with, if I just do this, I'll, I'll be right with God and uh, He'll be happy with me and I won't struggle or, or whatever. Um, and also kind of the uh, the opposite of that. If I'm not reading the Bible, then I'm not a Christian, then I'm not saved. That we know, I mean, speaking from experience, there are seasons in my life where I absolutely love picking up the Bible and spending time with the Lord, and then other seasons where it's it's more of a drudgery and a struggle. Um, so to, to help students have a realistic understanding of spending time with the Lord and reading the Bible, uh, that there are going to be seasons where it's easier, seasons where it's more difficult, um, but yeah, I think that's a, a good place to, to start. Yeah, definitely. I think um, it's almost as if if our students were good at reading their Bible, there would be nothing left to pray for them about. <laughs> uh, because that is their go-to, at least in my experience, their go-to prayer request on how to grow in your faith, how to how to grow as a Christian. It's always, well, I need to read my Bible more. And so <laughs> I wonder if they actually read their Bible that they would think, well, there's really nothing left for me. I've, <laughs> I've arrived and I'm, I'm good to go. <laughs> uh, so, but as far as, you know, reading our Bible um, to get into more of the nuts and bolts of actually doing it, the first thing I would start with with a student is just that. You, you just do it. it it's something that you're not going to want to do necessarily, but you just have to do it. And that's not ideal uh, because God cares about our heart. God cares about our desires. And so I would say, the first thing I would say to a student is, you just have to do it. And while you're doing it, pray that God changes your heart. That as you do it, and as you do it more, that God would soften your heart and show you how amazing this is and how desirable uh, this act of reading our uh, reading the scriptures is. And so that would be the first thing. The second thing would be, look, this is one of the hardest tasks, the hardest things that you'll ever be asked to do. Hmm. So please ask a parent or a sibling to do it with you. Uh, and I say parent and sibling because they're in the same house as you. And it'll be a lot easier uh, to get with them. And even if it's just in the morning time for the, you know, for 10, 15 minutes, my parent is reading Philippians chapter one and I'm reading Philippians chapter one on our own silently at the breakfast table. There is a lot of uh, help that comes from someone else across the table doing the same thing you're doing. Uh, it can look a lot of different ways. You could read it out loud together. You could go back and forth. Look, there's lots of ways. The important thing is ask a parent or a, a sibling uh, to do it with you. And again, we all need that accountability. I need it. Uh, when my wife is is doing a quiet time or time with God, that's going to help me do it at the same time. And so that's going to encourage me and spur me on. So, and, and it can be a friend, uh, but it's just going to be a little bit harder, um, I would say. Uh, but it can be a close friend if you feel comfortable texting back and forth or FaceTiming even or, or mm. many ways to do it. But ask a parent, sibling, or friend to do it with you because we all need so much help in this area. Yeah, and, and I think, 
you know, highlighting that it's one of the hardest things you'll ever do can sound discouraging to some, but I think, I mean, not only is it reality um, to prepare them for that, we don't want to say, oh man, this is going to be exciting every time. You're going to love it. It's going to be just, you know, confetti's falling from the ceiling and you're jumping up and down because you're reading the Bible. Um, you know, giving them that unrealistic perspective isn't going to, to help them, preparing them that, look, I mean, Satan is against you. I mean, I, I was listening to um, the Ask Pastor John podcast, and Jackie Hill Perry uh, was on there recently, and she had tweeted uh, something about her morning devotion, and she said, you know, as soon as you wake, there is a war to keep you from the Word of God. Fight. And um, that was her advice. And so to know that this is going to be a fight. Um, this is going to be a struggle. And so rooting that in, you know, one of the solutions is not only praying and asking God for a desire and for strength, but also utilizing the community and the family he's given you. That accountability, that Christianity is not a solo project. It's a community thing. So, um, yeah, I think that's some some good advice, Devin. Yeah. Also, if you're like most of us, maybe you're better than all of us, but if you're like most of us, (laughs) then the distractions in our life are just too powerful. Uh, And so I would say, make it easier on yourself. Uh, Look, this challenge is going to be one of the hardest things you ever do, and the distractions are a big reason why it's one of the hardest things. And so if you're like most of us, as best you can, just get rid of the distractions, any and all distractions, and there are so many. Um, it, it's hard enough to read our Bibles without any distractions. Look, if, if I was in a room, um, enclosed room with nothing but one Bible, uh, it would be really hard for me to read my Bible and really meditate on it and dive into it and think about it and pray through it. Uh, and that's what we're called to do. And so that alone is super hard. Well, when you put on distractions on top of that, it really does seem impossible. Um, and so, and, and when I say distractions, it, it could be a lot of things, but one thing to think of is really anything with a screen, uh, from phones to TV to music to whatever, any computers, anything with a screen, um, just get rid of it. Like give your phone to your parent for an hour. Um, you know, put your phone somewhere else and go somewhere like do what you can to just get away from that because again, it'll just be way easier to make the choice that you want to make. And if you really do want to read the Bible more, then you just got to admit that you're weak like me and you have very little willpower like me and you just need to do things to help yourself out in those scenarios. Um, And so getting rid of any and all distractions. uh, And that could look like people in your house are just really loud and they're wanting your attention all the time and just kind of go out to the backyard or go into your room and get rid of your phone and get rid of your screens and just make it as easy as possible because this task is hard enough without any of these things. Yeah. I mean, without a doubt, distractions have been in existence, you know, since the fall, (laughs) but the distractions we have today, excuse me, today are unbelievable. I mean, with um, smartphones around and, you know, in light of that, maybe encouraging a student, look, don't read your Bible on the Bible app. 
you know, um, Bible app it, it, that is incredibly helpful. And, you know, obviously Crossway has the ESV Bible you can download for free. Um, that is a, a extremely helpful tool. I mean, just on this podcast, I looked up <laughs> Luke 18 to be sure that was the reference. Um, but if you're looking at your phone, reading the Bible, you're going to have Snapchat notifications pop up, Instagram, all of that stuff. Um, so probably a good idea to get the cell phone, the smartphone out of the room and have just a real physical paper Bible. Um, so yeah, some good advice on distractions. Yeah. The other thing I would say, uh, would be start small. So if you're someone who just struggles to read the Bible, which is most of us, uh, it is okay. And a very good thing to start small. Uh, you could, you know, start with something that, uh, is realistic. Uh, I, I'm the type of person that likes to take on these amazing Bible plans uh, and to like read the Bible in a year and then a week into it, you know, just crash and fall and fail and burn and get really discouraged. Uh, so I would say start small and that is very much okay. Um, you can always build, you can always build more scripture and more meditation and more thinking into your devotionals or your time with God. Uh, but start small. Yeah, I think that's, again, some very important uh, um, advice. And I, and I know we have uh, Richie Sessions on a podcast uh, talking about, you know, God's infinite. We're finite. Uh, His Word, you know, we're never going to master it. So don't feel like we've got to rush through it. Um, you know, I know there's a lot of wisdom in reading your Bible every year, and I know a lot of people talk about that. But I also think it's okay to don't feel like, not feel the pressure of having to get through the Bible in a year and just, you know, reading a small passage. I mean, I've, I've told my students, look, start with one verse, um, you know, and, and they, you know, might scoff at that, but one verse is better than zero. You know, just start for a week doing one verse and then go to two and then, you know, gradually increase it. But but not, not be ashamed of just reading small sections and reading them repeatedly, reading it over and over. Um, anyway, so, yeah, more good advice. Yeah, and just one one resource I've given students to, to start small and a student who's struggling to read their Bible at all uh, is called the One Minute Bible for Students. And again, that title sounds awful. Uh, <laughs> title sounds very unholy. Uh, but and for the record, it takes me more than one minute to read. The False text. advertising. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a slow reader. Uh, but all it is is, you know, part of the, one of the many barriers is the students don't know what to read. Uh, they don't know what passage to flip to, and so they flip to a random passage, and then that you know, we all know that lands with catastrophe. Uh, <laughs> but this tells you, you know, turn to this date, and on that date, whatever today's date is. Uh, the reason why I like this is it is a devotional, uh, but one of the things I like is that it's, I would say, 90% scripture and 10% a devotional thought. Uh, and so if you want to get in the Word, it's also another reason I like it. It's in the Holman Christian Standard version of the Bible, which is the version we use with our youth uh, because it's just a little bit more readable, or I would say a lot more readable than the ESV, and it's still faithful to the text. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's in a good version. Uh, it's read this passage, and here's a, just a really one, two-sentence devotional thought. And I don't always love the devotional thought that they give, 
Uh, and I'm not always like, man, that was so helpful and so deep and so great. Uh, but I do love that they organize the passages of scripture where it tells the student what to read. Uh, and I also love that there's room for growth in that. So they start with the maybe two to three minutes of reading the passage and hopefully a little bit time thinking about what they just read. But it also has below some related texts. So as they get a little bit more appetite, bigger appetite for more scripture, they can still use that one minute Bible and just look up the other passages that are related to the passage they read for that day. So again, there's growth there. Um, and so that would be one resource I would recommend. It's in a good version and it just lays it out clearly. Um, and it's very doable. It's very doable for students and for adults. Uh, the one minute Bible. Um, yeah, that's, yeah, that's good to let us know about that resource. And I, I'm a fan of the Holman uh, translation as well. It's, it is very readable and, um, helpful. I mean, depending on the one that you pick up, some of them have a glossary of terms and they, they do, you know, our measurements that we're aware of. Um, and so just little things that, that are helpful, uh, as you read it. And I'm thinking of resources as well. Um, just a couple that uh, RYM has produced and is producing. Uh, I mean, one is a student podcast that we plan to launch in September. Uh, so hopefully that'll happen, but we're going to have, you know, just a few, maybe two, three, four, five minute clips from some of our elective speakers and main preachers um, for students that'll come out Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, um, because we do know there are those students that are just really busy and they don't have time to, to get into the Word. So we hope that students can utilize this to at least, um, you know, get some kind of biblical thought for the day as they're, you know, driving to class or, you know, a youth worker can even pick up a student and play that in the car with them uh, just to get them to think through and discuss uh, something. And then also we've uh, released uh, Bible 101, which is a booklet uh, written for students. Uh, there's a 12-week Bible study that we wrote, but this is a revision of that. Um, that's a small booklet uh, that you can put in the hands of students. Um, each chapter is two to three pages long. Um, so it's a very readable, accessible um, a booklet for students that we'd encourage. I mean, you can go to rym.org slash resources and look at our bookstore and uh, pick that, that copy up. So that's something we hope youth workers can put in the hands of students and can give them a, just a, a good overall picture of what is the Bible. Um, so that's just something I want to make you all aware of. Um, Devin, uh, anything else you want to say as we start to close this out? Yeah, just one more resource, as you mentioned, resources uh, that would be really helpful to put in a student's hand uh, is the ESV Student Study Bible. Uh, though, again, like I said before, I don't prefer the ESV translation, but they do make the best study Bible for students. Um, the ESV Student Study Bible, study Bible is not as big as the regular study Bible, and so it won't overwhelm students with you know, a huge page of notes. Uh, it's just a smaller page of notes, but it's still, they'll read, a, if they're reading a passage and they ask the question, what does that mean? Uh, a lot of times there will be a note below. And again, that can be so helpful for a student to have some guidance and some help along the way. So, and they're not expensive. ESV Student Study Bible, you can get the paperback for like 10 to $15. Um, but again, it would just be a really helpful resource as they attempt to read scripture. They're going to have questions. Mm -hmm. uh, they're going to be confused. We all are. Mm -hmm. yeah. so, and the last thing I would say is that when, when we're talking about recommending resources and recommending devotionals or the one-minute Bible, whatever it is, 
I would say all of the devotionals and the Bible reading plans, they all have one major flaw, and it's that they won't do them for you. (laughs) So uh, it is easy to recommend a devotional or a book of the Bible to read, uh, but it seems nearly impossible to actually do it. And so uh, help your students by you know, telling them, uh, just showing them how big distractions play and how they can start small and all those things we've mentioned. Um, but also tell them, help them see that it's reading our Bible is not about being too busy. Uh, that's one you'll get from students a lot, or at least I have. It's not about, uh, I just don't have time. Uh, because what you can ask them is, well, do you find yourself spending lots of time in the scriptures during the summertime, during spring break, during the holidays, or during Christmas time? Because if you do, then okay, that makes sense. You're just too busy with school and sports and that sort of thing. But if you're not spending much time in the summertime, well, it's not about being not being too busy. It's about not wanting God. It's about not believing that this will be helpful or enjoyable or beneficial. So helping them see why they're not reading their Bible can be a source of just conviction and repentance and um, a way to just figure out why they're not reading their Bible too. So that's that's it. That's a good last word. Uh, Well, Devin, I know you've got a lot on your plate. uh, So thanks again for uh, making time to talk this week. Um, I know many will be blessed by it. So thanks a lot. I've enjoyed it, John. Thank you.